Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio. My name is New York Vinny. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on uh, KKNW and uh, the, on Facebook and on the Drive Time Radio Network. You may want to see that the, the, the background this morning is a little different than you are usually used to seeing. That is because we are in Quincy, Washington this morning, the beautiful town of Quincy, right next to the beautiful town of George. And if you're familiar with traveling along I-90 to Spokane, uh, you know that uh, this is one of those places where you stop either for gas or a little something to eat, which is uh, what I did this morning. I stopped at uh, the Sage Coffee House and Bistro. It's one of my favorite little spots here uh, when I'm going back and forth to uh, to Spokane. And I usually I don't do the show from here, um, but uh, this morning uh, it is what it is. I have to go out to Spokane for a uh, a memorial service. So I have, uh, you know, I, I could have either not done the show, taped the show, or do it from this little garden spot here. And I chose the garden spot. It's, you know, nice little place. You can see I 90, uh, and the coffee is great. I just had my triple espresso. And so if I feel, seem a little fired up to you, it's because I am. And we're sitting here out on the patio. And doing the show and watching the world go by. So, uh, let's see, a cr- crazy week. I think we're all a little disjointed this week, discombobulated. Uh, it just doesn't, you know, we're just, uh, I, I think, I know me and my friends and most of the people I talk to, and we're all just a little off this week. Uh, I mean, we were off last week, too, a little bit uh, because of what had happened uh, the week before. Little did we know uh, what we were going to wind up seeing this past week. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into a political thing here. I'm not going to get into any any of that. This is a show about cars and so on and so forth. Um, The only thing I will say uh, because I think it transcends, uh, you know, the, it is this is tragic. What's going on is tragic, and it has to stop. And whatever means it takes to stop killing our children, that's what it has to. Ha- that's what has to happen. Uh, I'm. I don't know exactly what that entails. I'm not a politician. If you want politics, you listen from Monday to Friday from um, 1010 to uh, 1110. And that's where Michael Knight and I talk about uh, politics and express our views there. Uh, I just know that uh, I, I think we all hurt for those poor people in Texas who um, whose children uh, were were tragically killed by once again somebody with a, a weapon of mass destruction. And you just say to yourself, how long can we, as, as a nation, let this go on? What's the answer? Um, you know, I, I used to think that praying was the answer, but, and I still do to a certain extent, but, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers aren't doing the trick here. So, you know, uh, be cognizant, whatever, however you feel about this thing, be cognizant of what's going on and, you know, take action. Don't just uh, sit there, educate yourself, learn what's going on. I think it's great that um, sports teams and, and different businesses are making people aware of the figures, which are tragic. I understand I wasn't at the game last night, but I understand uh, and have seen pictures that the Mariners were, um, you know, putting gun death facts up on the scoreboard all night. And I think that's, I don't know how in the world uh, you could be against that. I don't know how in the world you, you know, I heard some people already complaining 
Um, but I think that uh, we need to be shaken up a little bit, and we need to to not forget about it. We need what happened at Sandy Hook to not happen again. And whatever form that takes, that's what we need to do. Okay? And I'll get off my soapbox about that. I just, uh, I pray for those children. I pray for their parents in that whole town. And just the unthinkable. I, play, I pray for the, the police officers. I mean, you pray for everybody. And how tragic that that is and must have been uh, to, to be in that place, to be in that town. No Facebook post, uh, no tweet or anything like that is going to uh, is going to change that or make that any better for anybody. All right. It is Memorial Day weekend. It is a weekend that we, um, you know, we take some time to think about those who morning. Uh, who gave the ultimate sacrifice for us, members of the military and uh, people who laid down their lives so we can enjoy the freedoms uh, that we enjoy today. And again, whatever side of the political spectrum you fall on, uh, you can't deny that so many people gave so much And this is the weekend that we stop and we think about it for a minute. It's not just about barbecues. It's not just about going out. Although I don't know who can afford to go out anymore. I mean, you know, gas is uh, ridiculous. And air travel is ridiculous. And anywhere you want to go right now is crazy. I don't know that there'll be less cars on the road, more cars on the road, or what from the early stats that I've seen around air travel and stuff like that, it's going to be a a crazy busy weekend because people have been cooped up for so long that they want to get out. They want to get out of the house. Nobody wants to stay home. Nobody wants, you know, I mean, we've had two years of that. So people want to get out. They want to enjoy life. They want to take their families to the lake, to the beach, to the river, um, you know, to the to grandma's house, so la-di-dee, la-di-da, off we go. And um, so they will pay the price uh, that the oil companies want to extract from us. And when you look at the prices, boy, I tell you, if, you know, I, I apologize if, um, you know, several years ago, not that long ago, really, I was touting up diesel cars and telling you how diesel would be great, you know, great to buy. Since I've done that, (laughs) we've had the Volkswagen scandal. Um, Diesel fuel, the national average right now, is uh, $5.53 a gallon for diesel. So if you bought one of those diesel cars, because I told you to, one of those TDIs, uh, one of those Audis or one of, you know, one of the, the, the myriad of diesel cars that are out there. I apologize. I'm sorry. Who knew? And that's sometimes, you know, the, the, the pitfalls that we fall into is, uh, is who knew that one day we would be looking at uh, a price of $5.53 for a gallon of diesel fuel. It's ridiculous. But then again, who thought that we'd be looking at 461 for regular or 527 national average price. Now it's it's less as you go in further from the coast and so you get out of uh, Washington and Oregon and California, or you get away from the East Coast, it, the price drops. But you know, not by that much. It's not like uh, you could drive to Chicago and drive back and fill up and say, "Gee, I saved some money." I don't think that's gonna. I don't think that's gonna do much for you. It's uh, premium is five twenty seven. A month ago, it was four eighty two. Why? And what I what what really I can't understand is 
This is supposed to be because there's a shortage of gasoline, right? This is supposed to be because there's uh, gasoline is going to be hard to come by. Well, I've driven out from Seattle. I haven't seen a gas station that's closed. It doesn't have gas. I haven't seen any stories or anything about shortages of gas. You can get all you want if you want to pay $5.27 a gallon. I mean, I thought the reason that it was going up is because there was uh, pipeline shortages. Uh, there was uh, computer uh, malfunctions back east. There were all these things. Uh, there were ships that were docked off of Long Beach with uh, oil and, you know, and you couldn't, you couldn't transport. There was a, what was the other one? There was a lack of transport drivers, accredited gasoline truck drivers. You have to have a special permit and a license to drive a gasoline truck in most states. And that was the, that was the thing, right? And that's why we weren't going to have gas this summer. You know, you, you'll, if you, you get gas, you'll pay through the nose for it, right? That was, that was what we were talking about in December. And it seems to me that at 527, there's all the gas you want. Go in there with a, uh, with a 100-gallon tank and fill it up, and they'll be happy to help you out. They'll be happy to give you uh, all the gasoline you want. No limits, no, uh, no nothing. They'll call up and get more. So this whole um, rigmarole about the uh, price of gas because there's a shortage of gas, I, I don't know, maybe in some places. I'm not seeing it. I don't see it in Tacoma. I don't see it in Seattle. I don't see it out here. Maybe when I get to Spokane, they'll have no gas. I'll have to push my car back from Spokane, which I can tell you will result in you not expecting a show next week because if I had to push my car anywhere, I think I would drop dead. But, you know, the reality is, is that we're getting bamboozled again by the oil companies. You know, you can point the finger and you can say, oh, it's this guy, it's that guy, it's Biden, it's Trump, it's the Senate. It's been, you, you can go all that route. And you know what? It's the oil companies being greedy. And maybe you can show me otherwise. I have invited several people from uh, oil companies to come on the show and explain to me why it's not their fault. And the silence is deafening, uh, which is is really disheartening to me. It really makes me, you know, I, I mean, here we are. We're in a crisis in this nation, a gasoline crunch. Now, granted, we've made this gasoline crunch uh, of our own because we've decided that Everybody needs a big, uh, uh, you know, a big car and a big pickup truck and this and that. And, and, you know, this is America. You buy what you want, right? But now you see what, what the end result of that is. And now all the manufacturers are rushing to get the uh, pickup trucks out there to get 30 miles to the gallon. Or electric pickup trucks. You want to you want a Ford Lightning, which is their new electric pickup truck. You're going to be waiting a year, maybe more. Uh, gas will be thirty nine cents a gallon by the time you get it. We'll be through the election of uh, you know twenty twenty four to midterms, and you'll get the uh, gas will go down probably. Well, the oil companies will uh, there'll be some kind of federal probe and uh, settlement, and I don't know. It's just, it's disgusting to me that uh, these companies are profiteering. And again, if I'm wrong, prove it. I mean, I grew up in a gas station business. I know how it works. I know how the oil companies work. They're heartless. They're cruel. I've told you the stories before about the things that they did to my father, things that they did to people I know how they, they, they virtually ruined people. 
uh, but they know that they have a drug that we need. And we're going to pay whatever, whatever, whatever three numbers, four numbers they put up on that sign. If it's seven ninety seven, they know that you got to pay it. And how do you beat them? Well, you can't really. I mean, at some point, yeah, there'll be enough electric cars around that you can buy an electric car. And you can do that, and that'll that'll certainly be less expensive. The infrastructure will be up uh, so that when I stop at a, a beautiful place like this, like the, the Sage uh, Coffee Shop and Bistro in Quincy, Washington, where I'm sitting right now, there'll be a row of charges there, and I can sit down, have a triple espresso, and plug my car in, and 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, unplug it, continue on my way. And everybody says, oh, you know, I can't do that. I, I, you know, listen, maybe that's what we need in America is to calm down a little bit. Maybe we're always running places and going so fast that we fail to, to see the beauty of things or the, you know, I know people got to go to work. People got to go here. People got to go there. But good God. Is, is your life so hurried that you couldn't stop 20 minutes to charge your car? Say hello to somebody. Talk to somebody. Ask them how their day is going. I think sociologically, the electric car could be really good for the United States. But, you know, I live in a fantasy world anyway. But it is, uh, it is a shame that, uh, that it is that. And uh, like I said, uh, the record, the highest recorded price so far for regular unleaded is this weekend, five twenty-eight on a letter, forty four dollars and sixty cents a gallon. Diesel hit its high two weeks ago, five eighteen, five dollars and fifty-seven cents a gallon, almost five fifty-eight. So, uh, you know, I hate to tell you this, but drive less, carpool. Trade your pickup uh, truck in or your big car in for, uh, I don't know, something small, something more economical, listen to me, economical. (laughs) Yeah, I'm speaking English, all right. I mean, that's the the thing to do, right? Uh, This week, I am driving, um, oh, I can't say that because I haven't properly introduced the segment. Uh, my good man, Nathan, Nathan, the producer, how are you this morning? Good morning, Vinny. Doing great. Good, good, good. How's, how's life in the world in Nathan today? Uh, not too bad. And just a little comment I wanted to make about that, uh, whole gas prices, you know, really going up a little surprising thing that I found out earlier this week. I'm th- thinking about maybe taking a little leisure trip out to see my brother and my niece and stuff like that. And, Earlier, I took a trip over to Boston for my cousin's wedding. The round-trip flight to there was $300 in total from Seattle to Boston. And now I'm looking at the round-trip flight to Cincinnati, which is just a little bit closer. Want to guess how much, even though I typed it in your Zoom chat there? $750. I didn't look. $1,300 round-trip from one person to Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I, it's crazy. I was, uh, I have to go to uh, to Pittsburgh. I have to go back to Pittsburgh and pack up my storage locker and my stuff and, and, and get it out here. And it's a thousand dollars for a round trip ticket. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Never seen it that high before. Yeah. I mean, now again, you can get some bargains if you uh, travel on certain days or you travel, you know, you make your plans three weeks, uh, six weeks, whatever it is in advance mm-hmm. or have enough miles built up. But for the person that, uh, you know, wants to take off this summer, you're pretty well screwed. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, Delta Airlines is canceling flights all over the place because they say they don't have enough pilots, they don't have enough gas, they don't have enough this, they don't have enough that. And Alaska Airlines just voted to strike. That's Did our they? main carrier in Seattle going in and out. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, we're becoming like a third world country, man. 
we're, we're becoming like you can't rely on anything. Well, you know what I can well, rely on? A question each week for you. On? Having a question for you. <laughs> Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? <laughs> I thought you'd never asked. Well, tying in with what uh, what I was saying before is, uh, you know, uh, this week um, I am driving uh, the Lexus um, LX. What is the uh, LX four sixty hybrid? And um, that's a that's a heck of a car. It is, and and I got it at the right time because it is a hybrid. It does. Um, so far, I'm getting. What, what did I look? I think I'm getting thirty five miles to the gallon. Uh, when the hybrid kicks in, and I'm and I'm I mean I'm moving along pretty quickly here on the highway. I think I'm probably doing that around miles an hour most of the way. And uh, it, it um, I mean, that's what you have to look at these days. I mean, this is a vehicle. It has four-wheel drive. It has uh, different drive modes. It runs a certain amount, I think 30 miles or so on electric-only power. So if you're cruising around town, you're going down to the supermarket and back, you have that capability to not use a drop of gas. And I think that's how you beat them at their game, to be honest with you. <laughs> you, you know, the less gas you use, the better. Uh, but it is, uh, it is, um, uh, it's a, it's a nice, comfortable uh, ride. And it is a ride that, um, you know, I've been, seems to lately have been going through um, a bunch of uh, Lexuses. Lexi? Lexuses? <laughs> I don't know. It's the RX 450H. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I think I said the LX. The RX uh, 450H uh, that I'm driving this week. And, you know, it, it, it's a great car because it has a lot of interior space. It's comfortable. It uses gas with an eyedropper. And it, it, um, it has the, the, the quality, the Lexus build quality. The only problem, that, the only thing I don't like about it is they haven't switched it over to the new Lexus um, infotainment system yet. So you still have that, that mouse pad that you use with your finger and it's just an absolute distraction. Somebody's going to kill themselves using that thing. And so it's, you know, it's definitely... You know, but as far as economy, as far as quality, as far as fit and finish, as far as the things that you look for when you buy a car like this, um, it's all there. And it is, um, again, it's a vehicle that... Um, you know, maybe it's not your, the first vehicle that you think about. Oh, by the way, it's the it's the F Sport too, which adds a bunch of really cool little features to it, including the um, racing. And I always laugh when I see a hybrid with these, uh, but the racing pedals. You know, it's got the uh, like the steel uh, looking or brushed aluminum uh, brake pedal, kick panel pedal, and the uh, the gas pedal. Uh, but again, uh, you know, it's quick. It moves real well. It's really, um, you know, when you go out to buy one of these cars at sixty-two thousand four hundred fifty bucks, it's it, it actually it, it, it's shocking. But I think you get a pretty decent uh, decent buy here. Three hundred eight horsepower. Uh, it certainly holds its own out on the freeway. And as I said, very comfortable. 
and a car that, uh, you know, a car that you could, that, that you enjoy and is going to hold its resale value uh, as Lexuses often do. So we'll have a full review of it next week. Uh, but, I'm, I'm, you know, since I got it on Thursday, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's, it, again, it's I re- I enjoy the part about hitting that button and cruising around, you know, going down to the store and not using the drop of gas. I mean, I've, I've had it since Thursday. I don't think the needle has moved much off of full. And as I said, I'm in Quincy, Washington. So, and that's, you know, let's face it, that's the future. Even if you have that, uh, what they call that range anxiety, where you don't want to, you know, you're afraid to buy an all-electric car, something like this is uh, is a good middle ground for you. So, um, so that's what the, that's what I'm driving this week. Also going on this week, I- I- interesting, is the Indianapolis 500. We talked to Kirby Arnold about that last week but that is um in in full tilt boogie and that's uh i think going to be a really uh interesting race this year in that uh for the first time in a couple of years you're going to have the full complement of uh, of people you know you're going to have uh, all of the you know all the people out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I think they're saying they expect 300,000 people. So um, that is the, uh, you know, that's, I think you could actually still buy some tickets. I think there's still people out at the Indy 500. Uh, Today is Legends Day. Uh, Yesterday was Carb Day. And then you got the uh, Indianapolis 500 tomorrow. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's like the Kentucky Derby. It's just a great event. Um, I think, I, I, you know, we, we talked to Kirby last week about the uh, particulars and who's, you know, who's, who's looking good, who's not looking good. Uh, you can find uh, his posts on Facebook. He couldn't join us this morning, but you can find his articles and stuff on Facebook. His name is Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y Arnold, A-R-N-O-L-D. You just go on, you search him out, and his posts are public, and he's got a pretty good lowdown as to what's happening at Indy this week. He's pretty well uh, pretty well versed in what's going on there. He did a... Um, a fantastic interview with some of the guys that run the race teams. I know, as he told us last week, he was talking, talking to uh, uh, Chip Ganassi's guy. There's a couple other f- uh, race teams that he uh, composed uh, an, an inside look at what it's like to run one of these teams. And Kirby is the best in the business. I mean, there's, there's no, no better writer than Kirby Arnold out there. Uh, when it comes to baseball, when it comes to uh, Indianapolis, when it comes to cars, he is, uh, he's a solid guy. And uh, you read his stuff and you're, uh, you're smarter when you're, uh, when you're done with it. And they've just posted the starting grid. Uh, and I'll give you the first couple of rows here. Uh, Scott Dixon uh, with the 221.985 is the uh, is on the pole position, followed by Alex Blue in the in second, and uh, Rhinus VK. I guess I think that's how you say it. Um, finishing out the front row, uh, Tony Kanan is in the second row in the sixth position. Just looking for some of the Jimmy Johnson is in the fourth row in the twelfth position, sharing that with uh, Takuma Sato and Will Power. Will Power is one of those guys that uh, Kirby said to keep an eye on. In the fifth row, um, let's see, Santino Ferrucci. How do you not put a little money on Santino Ferrucci, huh? Uh, Simon Pagano is in. Uh, 16th in row six, kind of daily, 18th in row six. Uh, Graham Rahal, a sentimental favorite for many. 
is in the seventh row. Eighth row is uh, Marco Andretti. I'm just going through some of the names that might be. Uh, my man, Helio Castroneves, is in row nine. So that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. But if anybody can figure out how to, uh, how to come back and, uh, and do something there. Uh, you know, it's interesting. His four-lap average, Helio, his four-lap uh, average is better than most around him, 220, uh, 20.029 miles an hour. Uh, let's see. Row 10, you got Juan Pablo Montoya. And in row 11, uh, the guy in 33rd and final place is the Chevrolet of Stefan Wilson. Um, and he did, there's no uh, times in here for him, so I don't know how he wound up uh, doing that. I, you know, it, it could be really interesting. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll never count Helio Castroneves out of anything because he's just one of those guys that uh, can shock you. Oh, by the way, I didn't mention it. That in row eight, you also have uh, Marco Andretti in the middle. Uh, in 23rd position in row eight. So uh, good field races tomorrow and uh, should be um, should be a lot of fun to watch. And the great thing about the Indy is people that aren't into racing wind up watching this thing. It's like such a tradition. Uh, I, I see a number of my of, of people that I know that have never gone before over the past uh, two years have gone. And uh, it's something that I definitely want to do. I mean, I think it's it's America's race, man, the Indy 500. It's just one of those things where, uh, you know, on, on Memorial Day, uh, you keep an eye on it. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this all works out with all of these people, too. Um, you know, back in the spot. All these people back out there at Indy. The only thing missing is uh, Gomer Pyle, right? Jim Neighbors, who used to sing the Indiana song and uh, doesn't anymore, unfortunately, because he passed away. And uh, I don't, you know, in his case, maybe they should have played, did a recording of it, played the recording. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. His, his version of it was so endearing uh, from people. People loved it so much uh, that I think that, um, you know, you, you, you could have gotten away with probably pay it, playing the recording for a few years. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if uh, that, would have uh, would have happened. Uh, what else is going on? A few other quick things. The um, Fisker, which you may remember as a company that we've talked about a couple of years ago. Uh, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. Well, they're in, <clears throat> and they have an EV SUV that they're uh, bringing in. It's supposed to start below twenty nine thousand nine hundred bucks, and it's going to go into production in twenty twenty four. So that's something uh, that you could take a look at. Uh, Kia, our friends at Kia are uh, diving into. A uh, the EV market with four new vehicles, including vans and a pickup truck. That's I think that's going to be the hottest category uh, coming up here in the next uh, ten years is EV vans. I mean, we see them with campers, we see them uh, a lot of them, and uh, I think that Kia is really doing what they can to uh, to get into this market. We saw. Their sister company, Hyundai, dive in with the Santa Cruz pickup. And now uh, Kia is uh, feeling comfortable enough and confident enough that uh, they're going to go after 
uh, some, you know, very profitable into the business, which is, uh, you know, the commercial market. There's a ton of, uh, of business there, and uh, they're going to try to get it. They're going to try to go after it. So that's uh, that stuff. There's a new Mercedes-Benz that's coming down the pike. Um, I think Tuesday is the premiere, so we'll be uh, taking a look at that. Mercedes-Benz is uh, 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 showing off uh, what they call a vision, which is their concept of electric cars. So that's something to, uh, to keep an eye on, and we'll let you know as soon as we know anything about uh about what that's going to be if you, uh, again keep an eye on uh our facebook page because i put stuff during the week up on the facebook page to try to get you uh you know keep you updated i can't call you all individually so you know we have to do it uh another way and so we do it through our uh, our facebook page uh there's something else that i wanted to spend a second and uh and and tell you about i you know it just went away from my screen so we will uh we will grab it again uh kknw and uh our uh sister stations are involved in uh what they are calling operation teddy bear and unfortunately my computer is deciding not to give it to me, uh, but uh, and I'll, so I'll try to do this from memory from what I read. One of the cool things that you get to do in radio is you get to help people out. Um, our stage, our music station, uh, moving 92.5 and our station and Kixie and all these stations got together and they are helping out uh, the uh local Ukrainian association by going out and getting teddy bears. There's a bunch of corporate sponsors. And I think, uh, um, Nathan, you probably have the copy in front of you, I think. Yeah, just put uh, it up here. Yeah, there's three or four uh, corporate sponsors. And I want to make sure that we uh, name them because anytime somebody chips in. But anyway, there's a, there's a phenomenal amount of teddy bears that are going to be headed to uh, refugee children in, uh, I believe they're going to Germany. Uh, to the children that have been displaced by the war in Ukraine. So right. uh, yeah, it looks like they're going to, over there. And we partnered with United Airlines. They're going to help us, you know, get all those teddy bears over the seas. Uh, right. And you have delivered. to teddy bear seat, so that's a lot of, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't take up too much room, though. I heard they're pretty decently sized teddy bears, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, kudos to the people, to, to the promotions department here at, uh, at KKNW and all our sister stations, Moving 92.5, and all, all the people that, um, that, that get together and put this together in association with the, uh, with the Ukrainian Association and those sponsors, uh, because they, uh, they're, they're making something good happen. And, and we, uh, we, oh, go ahead. Nick, oh, no, sorry. Go ahead and finish that. I thought you were done. Uh, understand we need right now, we need people to make good things happen. That's part of how you uh, how you put the bad stuff behind you is you try to make some good things happen. And, and if you wanted uh, to make a donation to this cause, uh, you can just go to warm1069.com. So that's not warm106.9, just warm1069.com. And then there will be a link on the homepage. It'll say Operation Teddy Bear Lift. You can click on that, and then it should pop up a donate button in that new page. There you go. And uh, I encourage you, and, and I'm sure, Nathan, do you encourage people to make a donation? Oh, of course. There's nothing worse than, you know, being a child and be affected by war. I mean, just think about the long-term effects that this trauma can have on them. And having a teddy bear by your side to comfort you and help bring you peace is going to be all much more difference for those children. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a small thing. You say, well, what difference is uh, a teddy bear going to make? But the reality is they do make a difference. And, 
you have an opportunity to make a small difference as well. So please go to the website and uh, check that out. And, uh, you know, every couple of bucks counts, whether you, you put in $5 or 500 doesn't matter. And, you know, uh, they go out, they get, I think they get the teddy bears for wholesale, don't they? No, these are true, legit teddy bears. And I think they oh, no, no, have no, like, they'll even put like messages of hope and love on them. And you, you really give them something special. Yeah. And the world needs love right now. So, uh, please, uh, go to the, uh, to the website. Uh, what's the website address once again, Nathan? Warm1069.com. And then just click on uh, Operation Teddy Bear Lift button. That should appear right on that homepage there. There you go. Yeah, please do that. Please uh, um, help us uh, help some people that really uh, right now. Boy, there's so many kids that need help in this world. What the heck are we doing to our kids? It's amazing sometimes. Anyway, uh, yeah, please, uh, please contribute to that this is drive time radio i'm new york finney we are uh, live uh today on the road it is memorial day weekend and so uh we are uh, out experiencing the road just like you are traffic this morning seems to be light on i-90 but it is early yet we're coming up on uh uh quarter to uh nine and we are with you until uh nine o'clock one of the things we do every Saturday morning is we present what we like to call our Saturday morning cartoon. It's a car about uh, a song about cars, falling in love in a car, listening to music in a car, you know, something you turn on the radio, you sing along to that has something to do with cars. And because of Memorial Day this week, I tried to find like a, a, an army Jeep song, like a song about my Jeep or uh, gee, I don't want to go because my Jeep is uh, got a tie and it's blown or something like that. And I just couldn't quite find one. So I found this song that was a little bizarre, uh, but yet maybe does the trick. It pays tribute to how happy you can be when you're driving a Jeep. And as we all know, by watching MASH all those years, uh, all of the people that drive them Jeeps are just extremely happy. So here is uh, Happy in My Jeep. There you go. There's, uh, hey, listen, you know, sometimes uh, we find the weird ones for you. Uh, but that is uh, the song about uh, the willies right there. Can't beat that. A lot of fun there from, um, geez, uh, I, I don't even, do you remember the guy's name? <laughs> Robert Lund. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, I'm having a little computer problem here. So, um, yes, happy in my willies. The Willis Jeep song. It's a Jacob Frontiersman, it says on. uh, Yeah, that's the guy that uploaded the video. It says in his credits that it's performed by Robert Lund. Oh, okay. Thank you. You actually read these things, don't you? (laughs) It's like reading the manual of your car, right? And you know what? That's why they put the quick start guide in there, because who was the last guy you know besides you that read their entire owner's manual from back to front? Hey, you never know. It might be a different process of buckling my seatbelt. Well, you know, I mean, it, I mean, think about it. That's where America is at, that, that the, the manufacturers know that, you know, they put these big, thick books in there, uh, and people just don't read them. You know, they, I know how to drive a car. So they put now they put the quick start guide or what you start to see some of the luxury cars doing is they put everything in the infotainment center. So if you have a, a BMW, you just, there's actually a um, an icon on the screen. It's his owner's manual, which I don't think does you much good if your battery's dead. But, you know, be that as it may. I think at the very least, you, uh, you know, you have a, a, you know, you can search what you're looking for instead of thumbing through the book because people don't have the patience for that, it seems, anymore. Um, Going back to the, I think, original premise that we talked about before is that people need to get patience. (laughs) Uh, They need to to figure uh, things out. Um, again, Memorial Day weekend. I always like to just take a minute on 
Memorial Day weekend to uh, remind you, and, and I know that you probably know this, and you've heard me on this soapbox many times, that it is Memorial Day weekend, and that is a day uh, that is dedicated to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice uh, for their country, who died in the war. It's not a day to honor uh, your uncle who fought in a war. That he has Veterans Day. Uh, it's, a, it's a solemn day. And it's supposed to be a very solemn day. It's supposed to be a day that you remember the war dead. People who were killed in the defense of this country. To give us the things that we have today. So two things that I always like to just drop on you on, on Memorial Day weekend is number one, if you get a chance and you know somebody who's um, in a family that has lost somebody, uh, you know, in, in one of the conflicts and you know them or you're, they're in your family, thank them for this, for their family sacrifice. You know, it's, it's always nice, I think, to acknowledge that you know what their family gave so that you could play a video game or watch cable TV or do the many things that we get to enjoy in this country. Uh, and to go one further, if, if not, um, and you drive by a cemetery, um, I, you know, I, I have a friend that's uh, head of the Seahawk is over in Kirkland and Bonnie Fletcher uh, yesterday and her mom and her family and, and a bunch of volunteers from the Seahawkers went out and placed flags uh, on um, at the, the um, National Cemetery, the Memorial, you know, the, uh, the Veterans Cemetery, not the Veterans, but the, uh, you know, the, where they bury war dead. So there's veterans, there's, uh, but there's people, many people who passed away in World War II, some in World War I, uh, all these different wars that we've had that have uh, been killed in those conflicts. And uh, they go out, they get a, a, a bunch of flags, and they put them on there. So when you drive by that cemetery, you see those flags, those flags represent somebody who was killed in service of their country. So don't just drive by it and, you know, say, oh, look at all the pretty flags. You know, spend a minute and think about uh, all, of the, all of the people and what they gave for this country. And, um, well, you know, I could go into a diatribe about how we're screwing it up, but I won't do that today. Uh, but I'll be thankful for those who gave their lives and who deserve our utmost respect and our utmost uh, remembrance and honor. So when you see that parade going down uh, uh, Main Street in your town or you you see the Memorial Day Parade or you see the wreath that's on the memorial in your town or in your city. Slow down, stop a second and look at it. And maybe say a prayer that, that, that for those people and their souls who gave so that we have a free country, no matter what you, you think about it, uh, we're still doing a lot better than a lot of places. So that's just something to think about. I'll get on my, uh, I'll get on, I'll get off my uh, soapbox on that one now. All right, time now for our uh, patented road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ah, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, there's nothing ugly. You know, I don't, even, I don't even know why I have ugly in there because I really don't. There's not too many ugly cars that uh, that I've driven I gotta I gotta admit that I just don't see you know most of the cars I drive are really good looking uh, 
solid vehicles. And this week we are talking about the 2022 Mazda CX-5. Got a chance to drive this thing last week. And uh, as I told you last week, uh, when we talked, I thoroughly enjoyed this vehicle. I think uh, dollar for dollar, pound for pound, that this is about the best uh, compact crossover that you can buy. It's a uh, it's a spectacular vehicle. It's roomy. Fit finish is great. Maybe it's a tad underpowered, but for the average person that's going to be driving this thing around town, taking the kids to school, going to the supermarket, taking it off to the country home, it's uh, it, it 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 works, and it gives you something that most others don't, unless you start to get into the Porsche territory, and that is this incredible driving feel to it. Uh, that feels like uh, a sports car. That feels like it connects you with the road. That you don't have to go out and buy uh, a Porsche to get that feeling. When you add that to Mazda's project of upgrading the luxury factor in their cars and their uh, price list, which uh, the CX-5 started 27, I think tester I had was around 35 all of a sudden you got a car that uh you know that that beats out the competition the competition is pretty heavy in this category you got the Tucson the Sportage the CRV uh, the Tiguan I mean those are all competing cars and I think that if you're not shopping the Mazda you're making a mistake it's an attractive car uh, they've done some interesting work to the front to make the um, make the headlights and the grill uh, a little more. I, you know, it looks like a a very big mouthed cat to me. I don't mean to uh, insult you there or anything, there, Nathan, because I know you're a Mazda guy, but uh, uh, we're calling it uh, for what it is. Uh, the one I drove had the. Uh, 250 horsepower turbocharged uh, engine, six-speed automatic, all-wheel drive, and the steering is precise. It goes exactly where you point it, where you want it to go. Um, the braking on the car is phenomenal. It feels like you can be, uh, you know, go at any speed you want and stop it. Uh, the automatic transmission is concise. It's set to shift at, at just the right time. And um, it's uh, the only, you know, the only thing is uh, on, on this end of it is that it's a little noisy, but I think all Mazdas really are. Um, you feel the, you know, if you own a car that's going to soak up the road and give you that feeling, you're going to feel the road. And I think you do feel the road in this car. Uh, it's about 24 MPG in the city, 30 on the highway. As I said, around 35 grand. For the uh, high-end model that I was driving, and I think it is worth every penny of it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us on Drive Time this week. We thank the folks uh, here for letting us uh, sit outside on the deck and doing the job of uh, having some fun with you this Saturday morning. We will catch up with you uh, uh, again next week at 8 o'clock if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. I'm New York Vinny. Thank you for listening to our show.